Hello, Murder Freaks. Hello. This is a Tale as Old as Crime podcast. I'm Melissa. And I'm Tara. And we're coming to you from Tara's studio. Yes. Creepy. <laughs> creepy studio. Um, I mean, yeah, creepy, but cool. Yes. I'm excited to see what it's going to look like when you get it all cleaned I know. up. The Definitely walls are a, a work weird. in progress. The walls are weird, but they're actually <laughs> kind of cool, too. I know, right? It's fun to look at. Like, you should almost paint it. Paint them. That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. It's like all these weird, like, designs. I don't know. Hot air balloon, maybe it looks like. Like, weird It basically shapes. looks like somebody was, like, mad scientist yeah. up here, and they're, like, writing all their blueprints on the wall. Yeah. And then there's, like, random, like, people up there with, like, skulls and who knows. Yeah. Interesting. But, yeah. But it would look cool if you painted it. I know. I was thinking that, too. It is. It's, like, a paper. It's not yeah. plaster. Anyways. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Distracted. <laughs> um, we finally did our little catch-up and yes. uh, got caught up on our busy lives and things going on. <clears throat> um, yeah. We uh, didn't record last week like we planned. Uh, I ended up with a sinus infection, so I literally had zero voice, and Melissa had other things going on, too. Lord have mercy. I swear, we say we're going to meet, and then we're like, so... Shit hits the fan. We'll have to meet next week. (laughs) I don't know what's going on right now in the world. Like, everything... Everything. It's just too much sometimes. I just took a week off of work, and it just seems like it's like... That whole this whole week has been one thing after another, little mm-hmm. things, and it's like, when does it end? But I, I mean, that's life, I guess. Yep. I don't know if you guys are going through the same thing. I, we feel you. We're sorry. <laughs> Hope we haven't had any ER or urgent care trips this week <laughs> like we have. <laughs> oh my god! As I'm choking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, very very interesting week. Um, but in the murderous crime world, mm-hmm. we were talking about things that we've watched recently, mm-hmm. and I put a post on my Facebook, my personal one. But I watched The Watcher, same Incantation, and um, Charlie Says, new Netflix. I don't know how new it is, actually. I think it's been on there for a while. But Charles Manson, of course, is yeah. what it's about. I, I need to watch that one. I love uh, all the actresses that are in it. So Yeah, they did a really good job. I recommend the movie as like a movie aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, but this goes into like what we talk about of people glorifying serial killers right. and crazy people um and i think it does glorify a glorify him a little bit yeah. um but i don't know i have my opinions i won't say anything until you watch it right and we'll talk about it next time the watcher though oh. holy crap i know i feel like they may have used some creative liberty with that because i've listened to that case a lot mm-hmm. and i feel like there were some things added um that i, I had never heard I feel like it'd be good mm-hmm. to do because it's a creepy one, like yeah, real uneasy and it's well. And the way they not trying to spoil anything for you mm-hmm. guys, I'm sorry, but the way that they ended the Watcher mm-hmm. too, it was weird. But I don't know. I liked it. Yeah. I binged it in one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good. It um, was good while cleaning and doing other things. But it was definitely well. My my boyfriend would come in and he'd be like, what are you watching? I'm like, it's called The Watcher. And he's like, 
Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm turning back around again. Anytime I have something <laughs> crazy on the TV. <laughs> uh, not a true crime movie, but everything, everywhere, all at once. Ooh. If you, if no one's seen that, go watch it. It is, it was like a roller coaster of emotions. It was listed as like a comedy, sci-fi. Interesting. Show or movie, but... My coworker had said, like, they had bawled their eyes out after watching it. And I was like, what? Interesting. So we watched it, and it was like, we were laughing, and then, like, amazed by the sci-fi aspect. Like, super cool concept. And then by the end, you're just bawling your eyes out. So, huh. it's a roller coaster of emotions. Okay. If you haven't seen it. Okay. I will watch. It's on Amazon Prime, I think. Okay. I will take the recommendation yeah. for sure because I like I've been in like this mood to try new stuff and I think mostly sometimes <clears> I'm like <throat> I, I'm one of those people that watch something but like can do my studying at the same time mm-hmm. and still follow what's going on so that's part of it but yeah right I'm excited for I think the last episode of the house of dragon comes out this <sighs> Sunday I haven't watched any of that uh, if you didn't really like the way Game of Thrones ended and you didn't really like weren't thrilled about mm-hmm. Game of Thrones the whole time I don't recommend it because it's very like follows the storyline right. for the most part of but it's like hundreds of years in the future before Game of Thrones mm. but if you like sh- shows like that I recommend it in general to somebody because it's pretty, I think it's good I, I don't get like, ooh, it's, it's on. Right. Sit down. Gotta watch it. Oh, oh, another true crime show. That just reminded me. Um, a Friend of the Family. Oh, I want to watch that so bad. What is it streaming on? I couldn't oh, find it. It's on Peacock. Oh, okay. I have that. Yeah. So if you've watched the documentary Abducted in Plain Sight mm-hmm. on Netflix, mm-hmm. it's that. Just like a re-dramatization of that. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. I want to see it. That one, I get so excited. Like, a new episode comes out, and I'm oh, like, Oh, is it? Yes. Is it a miniseries? It is, yeah. So, <gasps> it's like, ooh. comes out every week. I want to see that. It is good. I'll have to start watching that one. I was I was looking for it the other day, because I heard it came out, but yeah. I couldn't find it, and I didn't think to check Peacock. And it's one of the ones that's like, um, the real girl is like, in the beginning, and she's like, oh, wow. this is my story. Oh, so, cool. it's like, cool Kinda that like, it's like, this is approved by me, like... Kind of like the Amy Smart case? Yeah. Is it uh, or, Amanda or uh, Amy? Elizabeth Smart. Elizabeth Smart. There we go. No, <laughs> right? Oh, I gosh. don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, I'm sorry, guys. We suck. I know what you mean, though. I know um, what you mean. Where she, like, got abducted and taken in the woods yes. behind her house yep. in Utah? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yay. I'm excited now. Now yeah. I can know where it's at. I'm going to watch it's it. It's great. Um, yeah. But if you guys have any recommendations of any other shows, mm-hmm. um, the other one I watched on Netflix was The Girl in the Picture. Mm, I it's need another to watch one that I one recommend too. too. I was pretty sad at the yeah. end of that one, but it's a good one. Every Monday I've been trying to watch something new because for so long I was like, oh, there's all these things I want to watch, and I have like a giant list on my phone. <laughs> and I'm like, I need to watch all these things. So every Monday I've been like setting aside time to just. Yeah. Watch something. Good idea, because there's so much out there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's insane. Like, I'll, I'll type in true crime, whatever, on, in Netflix, and it's, like, one thing after another. And it just depends on kind of what you're in the mood for. Right. But <clears throat> it's a lot. There's a lot of stuff out there. Yep. 
<clears throat> um, this episode, we are digging into or starting to talk about Eileen Warnos. Yes. I believe we mentioned her in our last episode. We did. Um, as we wanted to do it as like a combination thing, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool because Tara and I both came prepared. <laughs> <laughs> we did. <laughs> um, by the way, that never happens. <laughs> One of us is usually not. Right. AKA me. <laughs> But I actually, I like the surprise, though. I like listening to a case. (laughs) I love listening to you tell the cases. It's so much fun. Um, I went to, I don't have, I have a computer, but I don't have a printer, and I'm not going to, like, print it off at work. So I went to the public library to Mm -hmm. type it up. And boy, it was the weirdest thing. I'm like, murder, murder, tap, 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 tap. <laughs> and everybody's like sitting next to me. And I'm just like, don't look at my screen, please. please. <laughs> and I'm happy uh, that like after you get done on the computer, it resets entirely. So somebody mm-hmm. can't go back to see what you were working oh, on. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> good. But that could be bad. Like what if someone's searching something like... That's true. Real messed up. I think there's a way to flag it. Oh, good. I mean, I was just using a Word document and right. typing, but if you're Google searching or whatever. Right. But yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> that, would be, that would be bad if somebody... Oh, speaking of print, I don't even want to hear about printers. So my coworker and I have a sticker business, and my printer works just fine at home. And we had this whole day set up. We, I brought everything here to the studio. I was so excited. We were like, yeah, printing day. My printer would not hook up to this Wi-Fi. I was so mad. Weird. We spent hours trying to get it to work, and it would not. And then I took it back home, and it hooked right up to the Wi-Fi. Weird. I was so mad. So we're going to get an Ethernet cable and, like, hook it straight up to the Internet so we don't have to worry about the wireless. But Weird. Yeah. We... I remember my printer I bought a while ago Mm -hmm. because I was trying to have something at home. It wouldn't do anything. Couldn't get it to work at all. And I, all the reviews, people were like, this is an awesome printer. It's not. It's not doing what it needs to do. Like, I miss, (laughs) I miss when things were actually, like, plugged in and not wireless. Like, why was that more simple? I don't know. It was way more simple. Dial-up internet made things a lot more simple, too. (laughs) Slower, but simple. Right. And I have I 50 know, million passwords for everything, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh. We don't want to talk about passwords. Anywho. Oh, um, man. So we're talking about Eileen Warnos, And I don't know if our listeners, I hope our listeners, have seen the movie Monster. Yes. Um, so good. It is a very good movie. Because mm-hmm. Eileen, in my opinion, is one of those serial killers that it's not glorifying her. Mm-hmm. Um, it is telling her about her tragic life. Right. Um, and what she had to do to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, or what she thought she had to do right. to survive. But anyways, it's a pretty darn good movie. Mm-hmm. And But if you're squeamish, yeah. I recommend watching it with the lights on or something. I don't know. Or just... I don't, I can't, if you're squeamish, just don't watch it, I guess, right. because there are a couple brutal scenes, but if you can get past those scenes, it's a really good yeah. movie. Charlize Theron, and, yep. Uh, oh, she changed herself so oh much for that movie. And, uh, uh, what's her name? Christina Ritchie. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, plays her love interest. Yep. It's a good movie. Watch it. I recommend it. Um... So, I have it starting from the very beginning of her life, and I'm going to share what I have for you guys. Eileen Carol Warnos, 
um, was born February 29th, 1956. Born Eileen Carol Pittman in Rochester, Michigan. Her mother was 14 years old when she married Eileen's father, who was 18. Uh, first came her older brother, Keith, and about two years later, Eileen. Now 16 years old, her mother, Diane, is married and trying to raise two children. Being a young mother herself, I can imagine what it felt like trying to raise two kids at that age. Yeah. That's an Im- yeah, a crazy. Yeah. I mean, I had my son when I was 15. Right. But two? Yeah. And the fact that they got married so <clears throat> early and, like, they um, were just like, yep, yeah, let's just get this started, I guess. And this is in the 50s, 60s. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't, I wonder if the laws were the same where they had to get permission to get married at that age. Because uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. I think you Yeah, were, I think it was pretty... Like, people got married pretty young back then. Yeah. So, remember, like, two children, 16 years old, now married, like, insane um, life to live that young. Her father, Leo Pittman, was incarcerated at the time of Eileen's birth, so the two have, had never met each other and barely knew of one another. Mm-hmm. Her father was diagnosed with schizophrenia and convicted of raping a seven-year-old girl. In my opinion, it's not a terrible thing that they didn't meet. Um, But when you talk about Eileen's early life, there are a lot of things that don't paint a very loving family portrait either. So, like having a father figure, would that have helped anything? But then he was a terrible But was he a father figure? Yeah. It's really like, maybe, yeah, cool, they didn't meet, but like, also... There was not a lot about her mother, and think about, like, her yeah, mother at this time. Yeah, I noticed time. that, too. Um, maybe because she was a minor, like, maybe they didn't maybe. have much on her? Maybe. I don't I don't know. It's weird that you can't really find too much, but, like, just thinking about... I don't know. I can't. I can't even imagine what she was going through, and especially finding out that, like, her hus- now husband is incarcerated mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Especially with two young kids. Anyways, Leo Leo Dale Pittman committed suicide by hanging while serving his time in prison. So, officially, yes, dead. Never mm-hmm. met. Never nothing. So, yep. didn't know anything about her father. When Eileen was just four years old, um, Keith would be around six. Their mother, Diane, abandoned them, leaving them with their maternal grandparents, Lori and Britta Warnos. Both Lori and Britta were extreme alcoholics, and it seemed as if their kids went from one broken home to another. Yep. Um, and they didn't even know that she was just going to... No, she just... Off and leave. Like, here you go. <laughs> Take my children. Yep. Um, basically, like... The way I envisioned it was you dropping your kids off at grandparents for a weekend and just not returning mm-hmm. ever again. So, yeah, yeah yikes. I, I just, I can't. Like, we've <sighs> talked about this, nature versus nurture. Yep. Imagine that feeling of, like, my mom's never coming back. Yeah. That you're left with these two people who could... <laughs> are also terrible. Could care less, right? Mm-hmm. Um, March 18th, 1960, Lori and Britta, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, Britta, Br- yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lori and Britta legally adopt Keith and Eileen. Now, if my math is correct, Eileen would be about eight years old now, and Keith would be about ten. In those early years, it was hard to find any information of what it was like, but I did read that Diane would send the kids gifts, and their grandparents would make sure to take Eileen's away from her. <sighs> yeah. 
That's like, terrible. Give Keith everything, but took Eileen's and said you couldn't have it. And I think that was reported by actual uh, Lori and Britta's actual uh, biological child that was around oh. the time. Okay. Yeah, so she was like first-hand witness to how they treated Eileen. Ugh. Lori once made Eileen watch while he drowned a cat. At just eight years old, Eileen had witnessed more than any child should. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> again, <laughs> like, the, you guys don't realize that, yeah, serial killers can be born with chemical, like, imbalances, imbalances in their brain and become, like, this crazy person. Like, having schizophrenia, being diagnosed mm-hmm. with bipolar disorder. But they're also, yeah, bred, too. Yep. Like, they're, like... Watching somebody drown a cat, mm-hmm. how can that not, like... Yeah. Just scar you, like... <laughs> um, being treated as if you're just nothing mm-hmm. the, your whole entire adolescence, that's something that is ra- it's raised into you, too. Yeah. So, I don't know. <clears throat> it's pretty sad when I was reading about it. Eileen gets a little older and her life starts to take more of a turn down the wrong path. She starts to engage in sexual activities at school in exchange for cigarettes, drugs, and food. There was even a notation that she engaged in sexual activities with her brother. However, that might be a rumor. I did hear that. Like, <clears throat> I don't know if it was, I can't remember, I, I, the movie I watched, Monster, watched that a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But when I was reading about her... They were saying, yes, she did, but no, she didn't. And they were, people would go back and forth all the time yeah. about it. So believe what you want to believe, but. It's not a, a far stretch no, from what was happening. No, not at all. Not, not one bit. Um, Eileen would later explain that she was beaten by a grandfather. And after beating her, he would force her to strip naked. Mm-hmm. Um, again, abuse. And there, there's probably a lot of other different types of abuse happening. Right. Not just that. Yeah. Mental, verbal. I, you almost feel bad for her. I, I, I do. Like, I, <laughs> I, I, like, we were talking about how she's one of the harder serial killers mm-hmm. to be like, no, she deserved what she had coming to right. her. Because did she, though? Like, I know she did, legally speaking. Right. Absolutely. <clears throat> but did she? <laughs> right. I know. It's like a revenge story. Yeah. But also going a little too far. She kind of became her own vigilante with the world. Like yeah. how she saw the world. Yeah. But I imagine, couldn't imagine why. <laughs> At the age of 14, Eileen became pregnant. Now, there are two stories surrounding her pregnancy. One version says she became pregnant with from her brother. Mm-hmm. The other version explains that she became pregnant when one of her grandfather's friends rapes her. Yeah, I guess, like, her grandparents would just invite people over and be like, all right, here you go, have fun. Yeah. And just use her as, like, their sex doll. Basically. So. So, I mean... Believe what you want to believe of those things. Take your version however you want. Um, I don't. I don't know. My opinion still stands with it would probably be the the older man that raped her, but Mm -hmm. because I don't, I I do and I don't believe that she had sex with her brother. Right. After reading everything that I've read about her, yeah. 
I'm, I'm very unsure about that. Um, either way, Eileen was forced to live in a home for unwed mothers, give birth, and put her son up for adoption. And in those days, this was common practice, therefore it was not questioned. Mm-hmm. Um, she was a, none of the people that were in the home, nothing. It was just a normal thing to go in there and <laughs> pop a baby out and yep. <laughs> send it off with a new family. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to think this is, again, in the 60s, so birth control and stuff like that wasn't very popular. Yeah. And condoms probably weren't used very often. <laughs> and they were terrible anyway. But... Right. I know. <laughs> God, I've watched videos of, like, comparing, yeah. like, 1960s and 50s items to, like, today, and you're like, oh, <laughs> that didn't do anything. I would have just avoided sex altogether. <laughs> yep, no. <laughs> no. Thank you. I'll take care of this myself. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 yeah, I would not have, no, I'm good. By today's standards, even, like, some of the stuff. (laughs) No, I'm good. Uh, Mm. And then also, of course, after the baby would be given up for adoption, then it's like, all right, well, good luck. Yeah, there was See you later. No education on STDs, no education on sexual health, no education whatsoever for uh, people, women like Eileen. Right. Um, no help. To try to prevent another pregnancy from happening. Right. Or anything else. But, um, yeah, they just signed, she signed papers, signed over her child, and that was it. Wish you farewell. Mm-hmm. What a lovely, lovely way to be 14 and spend your life. <laughs> a few months later, Eileen drops out of school, and around this time, her grandmother dies of liver failure. Her grandfather threw her out of the house, and 14-year-old Eileen is now now has to figure out how to take care of herself. I mean, she kind of was already, but right. nowhere to go and no one to turn to, she began supporting herself through prostitution. With nowhere to live, she found solace in the woods just outside of her old home. Mm-hmm. That's um, so sad. Very sad. I want to say, you know, I'm sorry for, like, obviously jumping right into, like, the horrible horrorness of her life, but there's nothing else. There's nothing good. Like, nobody talks about little Eileen. There's no stories of her being in kindergarten and painting beautiful Mm -hmm. pictures. So, think about that. Yep. This is what you know of this woman's life. This is all she knew. Yep. Insane. You really want to feel for her. I feel as though if someone would have stepped in around this time Eileen could have possibly been saved or at the very least given a fair chance at making a life for herself oh absolutely it's almost as if as though her life was just it was on that path Mm -hmm. it was done like I said I don't know insane um when you look into Eileen's early life you get the feeling of a child suffering so I saw pictures of her there's one that was that's very common when you look up her name, and it's a very beautiful childhood picture mm-hmm. that we will post. And then I think you, I know which one you you're flash about. forward a little bit, and you see little older pictures. Does not look like a happy yeah child. It's really sad. Um, the other thing is that I noted here is that think of how she viewed life at this point now tossed aside like trash living in the woods having to sell her body for money she was already doing that at 11 years old um which is insane but like how would you feel 
how would you yeah, you see would the have world? no point like no plans to do anything just everybody surviving that, everybody that you knew at this <clears throat> point up until this point of your life is absolutely evil mm-hmm. terrible people um now you're out in the world by yourself of course you're going to see people for what you think you should see them as right some lady could come up to you offering you some money or whatever and eileen would be like well, what do you want from me for it right you know yeah i mean even like her grandparents friends like these old people like mm-hmm. usually you view older people as like oh these sweet old ladies and guys no not in her life no like, yeah. where did they find these people? And, like, yeah, where did this start in their family? Like, something... It's just bad. The whole family is terrible. Oh, my gosh. Um, I did try to look into Eileen's son's life a little bit and maybe see if there was anything public knowledge on him, and I couldn't find anything. Um, she When she went through the process of giving him up for adoption, it was closed. Right. Um, which is what it would happen anyways. Um, because they didn't want her to be able to seek him out and she Mm -hmm. didn't want to either. So you can only speculate that he grew up not knowing about her, but maybe he did. I don't know. Right. In her eyes, it was probably, first of all, hurt that she had to give him up. Second of all, like, he's a product of... Rape. terrible rape or incest childhood yeah mm-hmm. so i mean there was a little little spot about him like he's just he his life was normal mm-hmm. from what any standard of what anybody was able to tell so right. well at least that's one positive hopefully i don't i don't <laughs> know it's sad um also maybe there's some truth to the rumor didn't she get pregnant more than once no, just the one time? Just once, yeah. Okay. I, I mean, she may have gotten pregnant again, but she never gave birth again. Okay. To a live child. Right. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Some years later. So now we're going, whoo, flash forward, get out of the teen years. Now we're in adulthood a little bit. May 29th, 1974, age 18, Eileen gets arrested in Jefferson County, Colorado. She was arrested for a DUI, disorderly conduct, and firing a 22 caliber pistol from a moving vehicle. <laughs> I was reading about that, and I'm like, what was she doing? I'm just imagining her, like, pew, 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 like, donuts in, like, a parking lot or something, just shooting out the window. I'm like, what? It doesn't say what she was firing at. There wasn't know, a just, target. Just shooting out the window. Yeah. I don't know why that part made me laugh. Like, I, I mean, was reading, I was, like, envisioning it, and I'm like, because <laughs> she's crazy. She's like, ooh. Mm-hmm. Oh. Living her best life. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, um, she'd be, for that, she was later charged for failure to appear. So she didn't mm-hmm. show up for court on yep. that one. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? I'm not guilty. It wasn't me. I didn't do it. I swear. Yeah. No. Uh, Uh, She would... Alcohol was a big... Like, she did drugs. She smoked cigarettes. She did all that stuff. But alcohol was a major substance in her life. Which absolutely makes sense. Right. Why wouldn't you? So, a lot of times, the alcohol... For lack of a better way of saying it, it definitely influenced her behavior. Yep. 
for sure. Mm-hmm. And you know that there's some people who are funny drunks. <laughs> there's some people who are mean drunks. Yep. There's some people who can't hold their alcohol and they're pukey drunks. Yep. Like, so I don't know where she stands on that, but probably an angry drunk, angry, I would imagine. A mixture. Yep. Again, she has all this anger bottled mm-hmm. up inside of her. Yep. So alcohol kind of lets those inhibitions yep. come out. Probably takes her sadness away and just adds to the anger. Yeah, I can see that being a thing with her. Um, she then decides to hitchhike her way to Florida. While in Florida, she meets a 69-year-old Yacht Club president, Louis Gratzfell. They married very quickly with an announcement printed in the local newspaper society pages. When I read this, I was a little surprised. I know, right? Have you seen their picture, too? The, no. The, <laughs> you're going to have to post it. it. Yeah. It just was like... Do. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I didn't see a marriage to a 69-year-old man being something that Eileen would want for herself. Right. Also, it reminded me of our last case, kind of. And I'm like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Mm, interesting. All right, Dorothea. Right? <laughs> oh, imagine if Dorothea and Eileen met. Oh, God. <laughs> They'd be doing donuts in the parking lot together. Just... <laughs> Shitting their pistols. Oh, God. Oh, It'd be like a, a bad serial killer, Thelma and Louise. <laughs> Please, just drive off the cliff. Please. <laughs> Just please, just do it. Uh, it'd be terrible. Uh, You'd have um, Dorothea going, well, I got all these elderly people we can take advantage of. And Eileen's going, great. Got you. Perfect. I got the, the other side of it. Uh, That's so funny. Um, I'm pretty sure, like, the marriage was an easy way out. She, that's what she was picturing. Absolutely. She's like, dude, this guy's gonna, like, give me Wait, money. I can actually have food and a place to stay. Yeah, and, and I can continue doing all the shit I don't want to do. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Why not? Why not get married to him? And eventually he'll die because right. she was, what, 20 yeah. years old, I think? Yeah. 1920. She was 18. Oh, she was 18. So, yeah. She's like, he'll, he'll die soon. <laughs> it's cool. I got this. Um, almost reminds me of the movie Heartbreakers, where it's a mother oh, and yeah. daughter duo, and they go yep. marry rich people. <laughs> <sighs> um, but marriage didn't do anything to divert her from the path that she was already on, because within weeks of being married, her husband filed for a restraining order after she had hit him over hit the head with his own cane. <laughs> Again, this made me laugh too. It's like imagine her. Also, within weeks, it's like, oh man, what did I get myself into? I just, I can't. I don't know how she convinced this man to marry her. Right? Like, did she act normal within this <laughs> these few weeks? Like, was what? the sex really worth it, oh. Mister Fell? Was it? I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> Especially. Knowing what we know mm-hmm. later on. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Yeah, no. I don't. I don't. <laughs> it, it never says that they consummated their marriage, so right. I don't know. But, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> um, Eileen then returns to Michigan on July 14th, 1976. <clears throat> She's arrested at Bernie's Club for assault and disturbing the peace. This incident, she threw a cue ball at the bartender and hit them in the head. Seems at this point, 
the alcohol is creating explosive acts of violence. Yep. So this is the first like major red flag in mm-hmm. Eileen's life. That bartender was probably like, you're cut off. You're drinking too much. And she was like, oh, hell no. And yep. picked up the cue ball and chucked it at his head. So. Yep. I, and I heard that she just like enjoyed like going and starting fights. Like mm-hmm. it was just fun for her for yeah. some reason. She enjoyed the violence mm-hmm. of. It wasn't even like murderous violence at this right. point. It was just. Probably just to issues. feel something. Like probably. <laughs> she's here for the drama. She's just like. <laughs> I need to feel something. Yes. Let me go throw a cue ball at somebody's head tonight, please. And Bernie's Club is actually a place where she would frequent a mm-hmm. lot. That was her go-to yep. spot. So everybody knew Eileen there. <laughs> the bartender's just like, hey, stay away from me, lady. You're not coming in. <laughs> Canceled. Canceled. <laughs> um, this part, I'm going to read this, and then I'm going to reflect on a little bit of it but july 17th her brother keith dies of esophageal cancer and eileen receives ten thousand dollars from his life insurance one would think that she'd use this money to put herself on the right track maybe mm-hmm. what um, you think? but that's not what she did <laughs> just a month later she was given a fine of 105 dollars for drunk driving she used her money to pay the fine and then carries on using it for whatever luxury she saw fit. She bought herself a car, and shortly after buying it, <laughs> she wrecks it. Yep. So my reflection on that is maybe if her brother Keith was part of the abuse, mm-hmm. um, wasn't a very good person in her life, she didn't see his money as valuable, that that would make sense. Yeah. She's like, nope. Yeah. I'm going to waste it. He died for nothing. So. Yeah. That's what I was thinking the whole time I was reading Yeah, that. I never thought about that. Which, I mean, if you're, like, we keep going back to, if your outlook on life and your perception of people is that they're all monsters and trash, mm-hmm. I mean, why wouldn't you just spend the money and party right. it up for a couple mu- a couple weeks? Yeah. The car was a very smart idea until she wrecked <laughs> it. It was a smart investment. She, and she at least paid off her fine, like. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I can't, I don't imagine her walking into the police station in her acid wash jeans, a ripped (laughs) flannel, throwing $105 over the counter. Her hair, her just flipping her hair back. It's my favorite. (laughs) Her mullet. Cigarette in her mouth. Yep. Yeah. Take your money. (laughs) I don't care, I'll pay my fine. Yeah. Yeah. I have thousands, tens of thousands of dollars now. I got this. (laughs) Oh, she's a wild woman. Wild woman. Um, Fell, so after all this has happened, or while all this is happening, um, her husband goes to get their marriage annulled. (laughs) Wonder why. Good. Good thinking on you. not getting any of my money. (laughs) Nope. Um, I mean, also the, I have it typed up here that, like, good good job getting it annulled because like all this shit that she's doing oh, and about to do totally could have circled back yeah on him yeah and like he could have been like getting a phone call hey your wife's in jail for this this and this right and <laughs> that's not my wife anymore yeah and good <clears> thing <throat> he didn't get divorced like that yeah that also i feel like would have come back on him as well true so, so i wonder like the annulment so, i heard you can get I don't, I don't know how it was back then, but mm-hmm. you can only annul your marriage if you didn't consummate it. Oh. 
Like, if you actually had consummated your marriage, it would be, like, you have to get For, a divorce. Yeah. But, that or makes sense. the other thing is, like, an annulment can only be after so many, like, weeks or months. Yep. Like, and then if it was, um, the other person got married for the wrong reasons if they find mm-hmm. like which <laughs> that's very obvious I he had like. a restraining order against her like exactly. i don't know what judge wouldn't have signed it but just right. shooting shit about that anyways um at the age of 22 eileen attempted suicide by shooting herself in the stomach between the ages of 14 and 22 she had attempted suicide six times dang yeah um, it doesn't go on to, like, explain how she attempted suicide those six, t- six times, but, like, this time shooting herself in the stomach, like, she was... She's serious about that. Yeah, and, it, I mean, I can't say that I blame her in any way, but suicide's very serious, you guys, mm-hmm. so I'm not gonna yep. make any jokes or puns about that, but being where she's at in yeah. her life... <laughs> Yeah. You only see one way out. Right. Um, Eileen seemed to be on her own warpath at this point. Mm. Crimes including assault, robbery, theft, forgery, and others. She robbed a convenience store for $35 and two <laughs> packs of cigarettes. Yep. <laughs> Sentenced to prison on May 4th, 1982, and released on June 30th, 1983. Is that worth it? She got a year. She spent a year in jail. I mean, and I don't know if that was for that convenience store thing, because it doesn't really specify, but it does. I think it was, probably. I think so, too. (laughs) $35 and two (laughs) packs of cigarettes. Sweet. Uh, Um, May 1st, 1984, arrested for attempting to pass forged checks at a bank in Key West. November 30th, 1985. Eileen was named as a suspect in the theft of a revolver and ammunition in Pasco County, Florida. So this is kind of like a timeline of her crimes that she was committing, Mm -hmm. her little war path. Um, January 4th, 1986, Eileen gets arrested in Miami, charged with car theft, resisting arrest, and obstruction of justice because she provided the police with false identification. She actually gave them her aunt's ID. <clears throat> After they search search the vehicle, they find a thirty eight caliber caliber revolver and a box of an- ammunition. I wonder where that's from. Yep, <laughs> it's like crumbs. She leaves breadcrumbs, right? And I I did hear that it may have been that she was wanting to get caught mm-hmm. because a lot of people who are homeless or houseless, whatever, mm-hmm. do that. So, so that create, they have somewhere to stay and... Creating, like, a, a rap sheet of petty crimes so right. that they'll finally book you. Yep, and being kind of sloppy about it. Mm, that makes sense. I could see that being right where she finds peace, you know? <laughs> She'd get three meals <laughs> Where else is she going to go, so... Yeah. June 2nd, 1986, Eileen is detained for questioning after a male companion accused her of pulling a gun on him in his car and demanding $200. So, if you know anything about Eileen, that is pretty much the tipping point to what happens. Um, I don't... 
I, I'll read the rest of what I have here, but then I think we'll stop and you cool. can interject because I think we're getting close to our time and I knew this was going to be a two-parter. <laughs> yes. I knew it was going to happen. Um, at this point, she has had a lot of run-ins with the police. She's been in custody multiple times. I understand that they didn't have a crystal ball or anything like that, but to me, a normal everyday citizen who can see so many red flags. So yeah. many. Yeah. Just like Dorothea. Like, again, bringing <laughs> it back to that. Like, just stringing... So, so many. The string of events that happened. She's, she was violent, too. Like, yes. So, and knew how to get a hold of weapons, obviously. Yes. So, come on, people. Um, I, I honestly... Uh, yeah, I can't. Also, I feel it's, uh, like it's one of those things where, well, someone has to die for it to be a crime. Right. Kind of thing. Like, no. No. No, it no, does no. not. But how about we prevent the loss of life, right? And maybe put her away for more than a year, and see what you can do at that point. No, <laughs> they didn't. They didn't give a flying fuck. They're like, nope, she's just gonna do whatever she does, and they release her every single time yep. with a fine and a court date. Cool. <laughs> In 1986, Eileen meets 24 year old Tyria Moore, also known as Ty. They meet at a popular gay bar in town and move in together while staying in cheap motels. Eileen mm-hmm. then goes to work as a prostitute to support them. Yeah. Um, honestly, I was, I was happy for her when too. I found that like, out. They were absolutely in love with each other. Yeah. Like Enamored with each yep. other. And it was the, I'm sure it's the one time in Eileen's life that she was like actually happy. Yeah. Yeah, even though she was still carrying on prostitution. Right. But it was for them. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I was, it made my heart a little happy. Yeah. That she found somebody. Ty and Eileen carried on their relationship for four years or a little longer. Eileen saw Ty as the center of her universe. Loved her more than she was capable of loving something, mm-hmm. anybody. Ty didn't approve of Eileen being a prostitute and wanted her to stop. She later claims that she begged her several times to stop, but Eileen saw no other way to support them. But they would pass their time by watching TV or going out to bars. Eileen, being the more dominant one in the relationship, would frequently get into altercations and would be questioned by the police. I'm not going to read any more of my research, but I, I really wish that... I don't know, that her and Ty had a little bit more of a chance yeah. together. Maybe she could have gotten through to her or something, but... I know. And Ty was working as, like, a housekeeper, mm-hmm. it said, but she obviously didn't make much money doing that, so... No. Eileen's... Eileen was the breadwinner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she definitely was. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry, guys. I'm trying not to laugh, but it's... it. It's... It's funny. Right. It is a little bit. It, she was just so eccentric. Yeah. And like, that's, if you, okay, so Monster d- depicts her actually pretty well personality-wise. Right. So, like, watch it, and you'll see why we're kind of laughing. Right. Like, Eileen wasn't, like, a gorgeous top model <laughs> no, person. not at all. And Ty was not either. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were a match made in heaven, that's yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. And she was a little bit of a goofball with her mannerisms and, like, her personality when she wasn't drinking or on drugs Mm -hmm. was somebody I probably would have carried on a really good, fun conversation with one time, I bet. Right. Yeah. I could could see that. Yeah. But no. No. Uh, Anywho. Um, So that's all I'm sharing today. 
Yeah, I, I'm trying to think. I have some facts that I, like, looked up about her <laughs> that are, like, not very well known. And I'm wondering if I should save them for, yeah. Because they're more, more based off of, no, I'll share one of them. Okay. Because the other one's based off of, like, later in her life. Oh, but, okay. um One is, I found this on investigationdiscovery.com. Her nickname as a teenager was Cigarette Pig. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So the article says, after alleged, allegedly being sexually abused by her grandfather and other males in her family, Wornos was, um, as is sometimes the trauma response by sex abuse survivors, sexually precocious. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Um, starting at the age of 13, she traded sexual favors. We talked about that. Right. With neighborhood boys for the price of 35 cents and sometimes oral sex for cigarettes. So that's where that came from. Interesting. And um, they also, and it was like a, a dig, obviously. Like they were making fun of her. Yeah. Which it's like, you're participating in this, dude. Yeah. So. Yeah. But they cruelly referred to her as Cigarette Pig or Cigarette Bandit. I can see that. Yeah. But also, like, again, you're the one that's dropping your drawers. So, I don't... Mm -hmm. Again, you want to feel for her. You want to connect to Eileen. Yeah. And try to understand her because, like, look how she was treated. Yeah. And she did put herself in many different situations, but it's like, I don't know. I yeah. I can't say that I hate her. Right. I don't think I really do. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's like weird. you don't support her, but you understand where mm-hmm. she came from. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we'll be doing a part two, obviously. Yep. Um, that wasn't even the whole six pages of my research. <laughs> the next part two is going to be jumping into her murders and the second phase of her life and how she became the monster in the movie yeah. Monster. And yeah, other than that, if you have anything you want to add, as always, we are on Instagram. Mm-hmm. We are on Facebook. Yep. We have all different ways so please interject and put some stuff in there for us yes and go watch the movie for sure and i know i'm not as good as a storyteller as tara oh whatever (laughs) (laughs) it was fun to read and have my research ready yes yeah i'm excited i'm always excited to talk about crime with you (laughs) yes i know me too (laughs) if we could do this Literally every other day, I would be happy. Right, but I know. If we didn't have jobs and lives life, and, you know, the things. And we try <laughs> to keep our episodes to, like, 40-ish minutes. Right. Because we don't want to bore you guys. <laughs> we don't want to make this a full-on yeah. investment for you. <laughs> but, as always, thank you for listening. Yes, thank you. And we'll be back soon with part two. Yep. See ya, murder free. Bye. Bye.